0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. Now a special Talk Radio 1210 WPHT presentation. It's readin', writin', and reason. Now here's your host, Dom Giordano.
1: Hey everyone, welcome into our weekly podcast with Dan Dom Giordano, reading, writing, and reason. And this week we have some great stuff as always. Robin Schaefer, our buddy at the shore who headed up the battle to stop the wind turbines, lost his school board race because of mail-in ballots, a school board race in Ocean City. Listen to what he told us about that and the lesson for the big elections of 2024 Here's Robin Schaefer. Robin, welcome in. And uh, I was shocked yesterday when I got your text about that. So, how many were you ahead, and how much was the mail in ballot, approximately?
2: Hey, Don. Awesome to be back on with you. And so, um, on election night, all the ballots have been received up until election day. I was ahead by four votes. Um, but as you mentioned before, that uh, ballots that were received after election day could still be counted as long as they were postmarked by election day. I lost that um, total eighty to thirty-three, so it was it was a sizable difference. And there were about a thousand, almost a thousand mail-in ballots in Ocean City, Little Old Ocean City, and uh, I did, you know did a little little. Uh, data analysis, there were about 1,206 Democrat votes in the election. Uh, so, you know, do the math. Uh, so, so
1: they had uh, the mail-in ballot edge there.
2: Oh, for sure. I think that uh, this is a emblematic of what's been going, going on across the country and that um, we've noticed on election night, uh, like in 2020, uh, Trump ha- had these big leads in states like uh, Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Georgia. And then we watch those leads disappear. And then because some states don't, can't even get uh, ballots counted or they can't, uh, the mail-in ballots are still allowed to be counted so many days after the election, we find out, Oh, well, you know, that lead disappeared and, and now Biden has, has taken over. So that's that's exactly what we're, we're dealing with. And until Republicans can figure out this mail-in ballot um mess uh we're going to continue to lose i'm afraid we're going to continue to lose uh close elections
1: i would agree with you uh the first step and tell me what you if you agree or not because you're a strategist too in addition to the group around the wind turbines and all you had to organize rally people essentially put pressure on all kinds of politicians first thing we need and if people are pro-trump they got to see it this way trump has sort of endorsed the mail-in ballot He's got to come out, however he has to pivot, I'm fine with, front and center and send surrogates out there and say, this is winning. I want you to vote by mail-in ballot and then lighting the fire under the people out there. Or his own money, his own campaign, Scott Presler, he ought to hire him in a moment. You're a guy that I would have had this up. And a couple of others that we know, Robin, it's cheaper, it's doable, and it's sure – versus maybe some of your voters on Election Day, something happened. You know, this, we go through this all the time. So is that a starting point, do you think?
2: Absolutely. And I'll kind of start with the last thing you said first. That um, On Election Day, it was 75 down, degrees down the shore. It w- was an off-year election. All the uh, Republicans that were running on the, uh, on the ballot in Ocean City were safe hundred percent safe. So it's pretty clear that based on the low turnout, only 38% of eligible voters voted in the election. It's very clear, um, that a lot of conservative voters just stayed home or went to the beach or went surfing or played golf or whatever, but they didn't show up at the polls. Whereas the, um, Democrats were very motivated. They were, um, they already had their mail-in ballots, and they were called by professional uh, professionals on the other side to, I mean, harvest those votes and get those votes in.
1: And, and when wait, a, you know, let me underline, too, uh, because some of them were postmarked that day, right, or the day before. Yep. That's exactly right. They didn't send them in. Yep. You know, they can even you can even do this last minute.
2: Yeah, you have those mail-in ballots uh, in in New Jersey, and, and I would say most states nowadays, post COVID, you can have you have those mail-in ballots a month ahead of time, and they can they can sit on your counter until election day, and you can postmark it as long as it gets in by the end of um, the day on election day, and has that postmark, it will still be counted by uh, the state of New Jersey and the local elections clerk.
1: Yeah, uh, even in a school board race in Ocean City, that, that's my message. And look, the upside is we're not guessing at what the problem is. We know what it is. That's half the battle here. Now it's uh, taking it on. And the only one in the country I know that can turn some of these reluctant Republican, conservative, moderate Democrat voters is Trump. Here to do some spots on it, put some humor it, whatever he wants to do. Across the board, to start using mail-in ballots is the way to go. Uh, Robin, any updates on anything with um, at the event last week? And we talked with you about it. We still have the ominous uh, out there of this uh, Atlantic uh, Corporation uh, trying to put in uh, wind turbines. So it's not over, but the tide, pun intended, is turning here. <laughs> A- anything uh, that you can update us on?
2: That was a tremendously successful event. And again, thank you, Dom, for doing an incredible job of emceeing that event. We, um, it was not primarily, a, um, a fundraiser. It was more about, um, the engagement and the opportunity for, um, different groups of, of people to, to talk amongst themselves. We had fishermen, commercial fishermen from New England. We had all the different grassroots groups that, that are fighting offshore wind in New Jersey. We had government officials. It was a, it was a wonderful event from that perspective. We learned a lot, but we also uh, took in over $16,000 in donations that we're going to put towards the legal fund. We're going to continue to fight this um, legally. There still trying to push through atlantic shores which is 357 of these skyscrapers from atlantic city all the way up uh, to long beach island and beyond so we're going to support save long beach island their group uh, defend brigantine beach um, their group as well who are um, spearheading the fight against um, at the atlantic shores development and Governor Hare is continuing. You know, he's he's continuing to beat the drum. So the Biden administration is saying this is still going to happen, whether you like it or not. So we have to stay motivated and stay on top of this because now is not the time to say, to um, become complacent and think this is just going to go away. This is a big dumb idea that. Um, these climate alarmists have and um they're not going away in fact the election if anything um showed them that they um you know it will embolden them because uh the republicans had such a poor showing um on election day it's not going to be i i'm i'm worried that that
1: it's only going to get worse well uh when uh, mrs governor Hare is out there Let's see if we can get her on record with the wind turbines. Uh, She's a big, big, huge, maybe more than Governor Phil, uh, climate thing as she runs for Senate. I'd love to have her into this so we can get going in that race. Where do we find this uh, during these coming months, Robin, you and your group? Where do they go?
2: They go to protectourcoastnj.com. Protectourcoastnj.com. We also have a Facebook presence. Um, we have posts every day from all over, um, all over the globe. We've connected with groups in Australia, Rhode Island, the West Coast of the U.S. It's um, this is a global effort to stem the um, big government coming into our lives, trying to to wreck our coastlines and wreck small businesses along the way because of this you know the, the names you know the big the billionaires club um that are tr- pushing these um gr- you know new green initiatives or they say they're green and i do worry about somebody like uh um the uh, first lady uh getting into the senate because she's uh, already done a lot of damage uh through her climate change initiative in public schools in in New Jersey so yep. we've got to we got to step up our game uh, as conservatives. So um, we're gonna. I, I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. We're gonna win this fight in the end. It's just gonna. We have to kind of uh, figure out the rules, the new rules, and and um, win the game.
1: Excellent. Thank you, uh, Robin. Have a great Thanksgiving uh, to be continued. Thanks for all the great work this year.
2: A happy Thanksgiving to you and Dan as well. And uh, yeah, uh, give give my uh, best to your. Lovely wife.
1: All right, as I said, that could have implications educationally. Ocean City is a hotbed of back and forth around a bunch of issues and what should be taught in schools, and mail-in ballots did him in. Coming up, we're going to talk with our second guest this week with Dom Giordano here on reading, writing, and reason. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All
1: right, welcome in, everyone. By the way, please let people know about reading, writing, and reason, our weekly podcast with some of the best guests you'll find anywhere, and my thoughts on everything educational. Uh, Scott Presler was with us. Scott is an activist extraordinaire coming to Philadelphia on December 2nd to rouse people around the issue of voting and how it works. And I talked with him about even doing this in public schools and the like. Here's what Scott Presler told us about how to win in a mail-in ballot era. Hey, Scott, welcome back. It's been a while, and thanks for joining us today. Good
3: afternoon. Thank you.
1: Well, uh, Scott, um, uh, somebody who has expertise, Ethan uh, Ethan K., we call him here, noted that Democrats on the day of the in-person voting last Tuesday We're still going up and registering people to mail in vote, self-described Democrats. They had their iPad there, getting him involved with that because of the certainty of that for the 2024 election. What did you observe across Pennsylvania? What were some of the things that were good and some that were bad?
3: Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. 2022. You know, we have Oz versus Fetterman and the day before the first and only debate in Pennsylvania, five hundred thousand people had already voted by mail before even watching the debate. And four out of five of those voters were registered Democrats. So we're going into Election Day. And as you said, the Democrats are going in with this lead. Now, it's not insurmountable. But the fact of the matter is, look, the Democrats won the Supreme Court race by 200,000 votes. And it's in part, it's because they got people who were either low propensity voters or people who maybe weren't enthusiastic about voting for whatever reason. And they got them out to vote. We unfortunately, it's not like we don't have the voters. We do. We got three point two million people out in 2020 for President Trump. We have the voters. We have a turnout problem. And I got to tell you, and, and look, I'm not saying this disrespectfully. I understand people's election integrity concerns, but I spoke to so many people 48 hours prior to Election Day that were either sick, taking care of somebody that were sick or had unexpectedly gone out of town. And at that point, how am I going to get somebody mail-in ballot? And furthermore, how are they going to get it delivered in time by mm-hmm. 8 p.m. on Election Day? Well, let me so ask you, let me start matter, with
1: this question then. Do yeah. we still have a problem? I think we do have a bit, although I would tell you in talk radio, and you're big in talk radio, people love when we have you on and to hear you, Scott. Our Thank listeners you. are not anti-mail-in ballots. At least they don't express to me anymore. They don't come at me. There's none of that. And it's been like six months of this. Trump has not been as direct on this. I know he may feel it's a tough pivot. I don't know what he's thinking. He's got to be direct. He's got to be seen with people like you and others talking about the certitude of this. And it's a game in addition to the values that are involved to win.
3: Well, it is a game. We have to use every lawful tool to our advantage. Notice they said, lawful. And yes, we do need the president to say we need an all of the above approach to voting. And look, one thing that people don't understand, Dom, is in Pennsylvania, you guys don't technically have early in-person voting, but you can go to your elections office or government center or courthouse, whatever, and you can vote a mail-in ballot early and lock in your vote. Mm-hmm. But, but furthermore, you're right that we need to be explicit in this all-of-the-above approach to voting. Otherwise, we're just going to be doomed
1: to failure. So let's talk successes, too, that you were involved just to Allegheny County. I've been following you and I follow you on Twitter, of course. Where were there? Well, you put up on Twitter the other day something that tells us how close we were in various races across the state. And with what you and I are talking about today, if done properly, would put us over the top.
3: Well, our voter registration, we are narrowing the deficit, the advantage that Democrats have over Republicans in Pennsylvania. And I want to remind people that in 2016, when President Trump flipped the state, you know, which hadn't been done in decades, the Democrats had an advantage of over 600,000 more D's than R's. We've narrowed that down today to 454,000. So, you know, so we're continuing to make progress. But look, at the end of the day, It doesn't matter how close we are to flipping Beaver and Center and Luzerne and Bucks counties in terms of voter registration if we are ultimately unable to turn those people out. Now, a bright spot is when I talk to people, they go, Scott, Pennsylvania is controlled by Philadelphia and Allegheny and Pittsburgh. Now, what people really need to understand is, guys, had we just had Republicans turn out in this election— we would control the county executive seat in Allegheny County right now. We lost that race 51 percent to the socialist Sarah andirata, to Joe Rackey, who got 49 percent of the vote. To anyone that knows anything, Allegheny County is a two-to-one D-to-R county. Mm -hmm. The fact that we almost won that county is something that I'm shocked that the news and media is not reporting on. But that shows you that people are moving to the right the more that the left is extreme and goes socialist and goes far left. So we have, we have a methodology, we have a blueprint, and we can win in Pennsylvania, but we got to do voter registration, we got to do youth outreach and let people know that Joe Biden is going to send young men and women to war, and we have to do mail-in voting and early voting if we're going to be successful next year. Let me, let me put a
1: button on it, though, and say, what is it explicitly? Because you and I have only talked on the phone. Uh, I wasn't at any of your rallies, et etc. Is it just the motivation that you provide with these volunteers. What's the secret sauce with Scott Presler that gives us hope if we get you more resources, help volunteers, et cetera. Scott, what is it you do?
3: Well, for example, we have a Louisiana runoff election. I helped elect Governor-elect Jeff Landry on day one in October 14th, that Saturday, where he got 51% of the vote. But for example, we are four days away from election day i'm looking on social media at the gop at the chairwoman Nobody's talking about the statewide races for AG, SOS, Treasurer. And so my application, I got on the phone with my data guy last night. We activated a text campaign on the Early Vote Action app that you can download on Android and iPhone. We also have a phone calling app. And for people that live in Louisiana, we have a walking, door-knocking campaign that's active. So we literally are providing the tools that if volunteers want to take action right now, you can from the comfort of your home, or you can from the state of Louisiana, and we're not done just because the November 7th elections are are, are over. We are focused on completing our due diligence to this year, and I will be heading to uh, Vermont to speak at the state GOP convention on Saturday during that election at the very same time. So we're moving forward.
1: Uh, it's exciting just hearing you, what you've been able to accomplish, et cetera, moving forward. So, uh, let's uh, talk about this and I'm not sure if it's outside your realm or not. And if you don't want to comment, that's fine. In addition to the infrastructure, in addition to the figures that you just brought that are hopeful, uh, was it abortion as far as the thing that drowned out everything? And if it is, you have a good gut, a good sense of this, Scott, what needs to be done around that?
3: I think Republicans would be wise to have a better message that is, if we're going to be pro-life, then we need to be pro-life from womb to tomb. And that means we need to be pro-woman. And that means we need to be pro-resources for children that if a woman does decide to keep her child, hopefully – then we need to make options available that are going to provide for that mother and her family. But I don't think that's the issue. We have an enthusiasm gap. I hate to say it. We have a turnout gap. And look at in the Commonwealth of Virginia where I reside. We lost the House and Senate at the state level by a cumulative 5,000 votes. One thing that we're also lacking is resources. I mean, the state chairman, Rich Anderson, asked the party, the RNC, for a million dollars to match the DNC, and they were denied that request. They were denied the resources and money that we need. We need more resources. We need more bodies on the ground. But no, I don't think that issue is the deciding factor that determined November 7th, 2023. We simply we have to empower people to take action. And we need candidates that are going to close that enthusiasm gap. And uh, and I think that's leading towards uh, who the presidential candidate is going to be in 2024.
1: Well, I think Trump has the enthusiasm gap, although there might be some legal hurdles here. Certainly that enthusiasm would be on the side. But my takeaway here, I mean, can you tell us, are you in touch with the Trump campaign and you got to tell them you have great street cred. You got to support mail-in balloting or even with that enthusiasm, even with all the negatives for Biden, this becomes an uphill battle.
3: I have spoken to Trump's campaign. I've spoken to Vivek Ramaswamy's campaign, and I'm glad to see other presidential campaigns like the DeSantis are also talking about ballot harvesting and mail-in voting I think we're starting to swim in the right direction. But look, at the end of the day, is we need the apparatus, we need the infrastructure in place because if people are only getting involved, and I'm I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but if people only start to volunteer, a month before Election Day, the election's already gone. It's already lost. Mm -hmm. We have 50 days of early voting in Pennsylvania. We have 45 days of early voting in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We at least need to be out there three months from Election Day, hopefully getting people to sign up for the permanent mail-in voting list, signing up for the absentee ballots, and then when that early voting Uh, that early voting time begins, we need to be doing the ballot chasing, the ballot harvesting, et cetera, in states where it's legal. But no, we must have a diverse, all of the above approach to voting. And if you agree and are listening right now, you may go to earlyvoteaction.com and become a member of the team. And I am focused on Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Those are my five key states.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And uh, again, Pennsylvania, the giant swing state. What's the best place to go you can give on Twitter, the persistence? Or where would you tell people that are interested, motivated by this and want to do something in Pennsylvania?
3: Well, please, Uh, if you want immediate access, go to my Twitter at Scott Pressler, S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-L-E-R. And I will tell you, I spoke with Sam Oropisa the other day on the phone, and I am coming to Philly. And we are going to knock on doors that have never been knocked. We're going to talk to communities that have never been spoken to. And if you want to be a part of the change and you live in the greater Philadelphia area, please reach out to me,
1: Scott Pressler. When will that be, Scott? Do you have a date?
3: We're looking at potentially uh, Saturday, I think it's December 1st
1: or 2nd. I don't have it on my calendar. That would be right the second, Saturday, sec, is that second? All right. Yeah. Yeah, second. Okay. We, we yeah. would be looking at Saturday, December
3: 2nd of my coming in because I don't want to wait until 2024. So if you want to be a part of the change, you want to do something positive, and you want to show people a different path, then I would love to work with you.
1: Well, Sam O put me in a headlock in this very studio, all for fun. Well, it was pretty <laughs> rough. So we're buddies, and you're right. We need a new Republican Party face here. It was dreadful losing to the Working Families Party. So how about if we do this? Uh, my guy Dan will be in touch with you, but you can be in touch with us once you have the date. We want to come out. We want to turn our listeners out. We want to heavily publicize that if it is Saturday, December 2nd, <laughs> and all the particulars on that.
3: Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Please stay in touch. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Thank you.
1: And again, give where the best place to go, uh, Scott, uh, for um, I, I guess your, your Twitter again, if it'd be good enough, give it one more time.
3: Please. My Twitter is at Scott Pressler, S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-L-E-R. If you're not on Twitter, earlyvoteaction.com.
1: All right. I'll tell you more. And I hope you'll join us when Scott Pressler comes to town December, December 2nd. For now... Make sure people know there is hope out there and let them know about our weekly podcast, Reading, Writing, and Reason.
3: Listen to every MLB game live.
1: The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone.
3: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run leader.